Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider is going to teach us about overcoming darkness. Today, Rabbi Schneider recorded on location in Israel, and we're going to delve into the profound significance of Jesus' ministry at the synagogue in Capernaum. It's a truly remarkable experience to be able to stand in the very same city where Jesus himself once taught. Capernaum was Jesus' headquarters in the Sea of Galilee, and it's amazing to think about all the signs and wonders that characterize his ministry here, like how he cast out demons, as we read about in the Gospels. And today, Rabbi will be teaching about how you and I have that same authority Jesus demonstrated over the powers of darkness in our own lives, including power over issues of low self-esteem, fear, and overwhelming worry. Rabbi is going to share with us the secret to overcoming darkness. This message comes from our series on the Holy Land, and there's a lot to cover. So let's get started. Here is Rabbi Schneider. The thing that makes our faith so exclusive, beloved, is that our faith is rooted in space and in time. It's rooted in real history, that Jesus himself was a real man. He was God in the flesh, the God-man Christ Jesus, that the God of the ages, the God of eternity, entered into time and space, into humanity, by stepping into our world approximately 2,000 years ago, clothed in flesh and blood, living amongst us, and he really, beloved, walked right here in Capernaum. So many incredible things happened here, but today I wanna talk about how when Jesus was in this very spot, he cast a demon out of someone, and what's incredible about it was he didn't cast out the demon from some heathen somewhere on the other side of the world. He cast it out of a religious person that was in the synagogue. Let's pick up in the book of Mark now, chapter one, beginning in verse number 21. Hear the word of God. They went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. It's interesting that when the scripture says here, he was teaching as one having authority and not as the scribes. The tradition of the day is that a teacher would quote another teacher who would quote another teacher and everything was based on the teachers that had come before. But when Jesus taught, he didn't base his teaching on other rabbinic teachers. He said, instead, truly, truly, I say to you. And it continues on, they were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man, get this now, in their synagogue with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying, what business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. This reminds me of when I'm preaching the gospel around the world and everything will be quiet and calm. The worship music will be playing, people will be worshiping, and then I'll get up and I'll begin to preach the word of God. And nine times out of 10, as soon as I begin to preach the word, within 90 seconds, demons start manifesting. That's exactly what happened here. Jesus entered the temple, began to teach, and as he began to teach, the demons started manifesting. Continuing on. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, what business do we have with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. And you know what, beloved? You and I had this same authority that Jesus had. Jesus commanded the demon to be quiet. He commanded the demon to come out. And you and I, we can walk in that same authority today when we're walking in confidence and in faith without wavering. The Bible says that we've received an anointing, an anointing from the Holy One, and the anointing that we've received is not a lie. Jesus said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. But if we don't step out in faith and act, we're never gonna see these type of things happen. Beloved, many times people are afraid to step out and actually do something, and so they never see the supernatural. To see the supernatural, we have to step out and act, and then the manifestation of the supernatural is gonna come. Throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. They were all amazed. And we see again, beloved, the same thing happened in our ministry. When people are delivered, people around that have never seen anything like this get amazed. In fact, I was just in Zambia. Similar thing happened when I was there. The pastors that invited me into Zambia, they had never seen anything like this before. They were part of a denominational movement that weren't used to operating in the gifts of the Spirit, and so it was all brand new. But what happened was, beloved, God proved it to them so powerfully that the first night there, there was a deaf mute that was supernaturally healed. He was 15 years old. He had never heard or spoken in his entire life. He got healed the first night of the crusade. Now. To give authenticity to this, the 15-year-old's sister was there. It was a boy that was 15 and his sister was 21. She had lived with him his entire life. The boy gets delivered, he gets healed. The sister comes up to testify. She said, I had seen things like this on television and didn't believe it. But now she said, I've seen it for myself. This is real. And I said, you mean he's never spoken before? She said, never in his entire life has he ever spoken. This is the first time. And the people were amazed. Now get this, by the end of our time of ministry there, the pastor that had invited me in, he was casting demons out of people throwing him into convulsions. Again, picking up in verse 26, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of him. They were all amazed so that they debated among themselves saying, what is this? Same thing happens today, right? People get in environments where the gifts of the Holy Spirit are operating. What do they say? They say, what is this? Is this real? Is this genuine? Is this God? Is this a demon? In fact, usually when there's a supernatural move of God, There's a lot of people that are watching and they're saying, what is this? This can't be God, it's too disruptive. God would never do anything like this. He would never disrupt anything. And they put God in this small box so that they say, God's always a gentleman. How many of us have heard that before? The Holy Spirit's always a gentleman. Beloved, that's just not true. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. But you know what? When we don't listen to the soft knock, he comes in with the hammer sometimes. Think about the apostle Paul. He didn't listen to the soft preaching of the gospel. So what did Jesus have to do? He had to come in with the hammer. He knocked Paul off his horse. He knocked him on his tuchus, his behind. Paul's laying on the ground. He's blinded. The Holy Spirit blinded him. He can't see. He's terrified. He says, who are thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Yeshua. I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Now get up and it will be told what you must do for me. So the Holy Spirit does things and people say, what is this? Is this God? Is this the devil? What is this? But I want you to know, if we're going to experience a greater movement in the supernatural, we're going to have to let God be God and not put him in our own box. The same thing happened we saw on the Sea of Galilee. We saw that when Jesus came walking to the boat on the Sea of Galilee, they were afraid. They thought it was a ghost. 
They didn't recognize Jesus because he came in an unfamiliar form. But of course, Jesus spoke to them. They realized this is Messiah and they received him into their boat, into their life and everything was calmed. And the point is, is that there's times that the activity of God is gonna be operating in our life and we're gonna say, what is this? At times we might even be afraid of it because it's outside of what we've experienced before. But we have to be open to the Holy Spirit, open to the supernatural and recognize that God is bigger than our boxes or sometimes beloved, we're gonna miss them. And you know what? We don't have to be afraid of being deceived because those of us that really have a heart to know him, if we're really seeking God, if we're in his word, if we're in fellowship, if we're in prayer, if we really love him, Jesus said, if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, he's not gonna give you a scorpion. He's not gonna give you something bad when you're asking him for something good. And so beloved ones, we have to be constantly expecting and believing and receiving what God's doing. They were all amazed. They debated among themselves, what is this new teaching? This one with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And it says immediately the news about him spread everywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, did you know that you can receive real-time encouragement straight from Rabbi through text message? Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com and click on the link that says Rabbi Text Me. Or you can text the keyword Rabbi to the number 88777. Rabbi sends these special text messages as the Holy Spirit leads, and he looks forward to connecting with you real soon. Did you know that this ministry is all about preparing the way for the inevitable return of King Jesus? Well, it's true, and we'd love for you to partner with us in this life-changing mission today. Together, we will change lives, not just locally, but all over the world. To support this team, call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now here's Rabbi Schneider. If we don't step out and start praying for people, If someone tells us they're not feeling well, if we don't lay hands on them and pray for them and command the sickness to die, command them to be made well, we're not gonna see things happen and people won't be amazed. But when we step out in faith, because Jesus said, in my name, these signs shall follow those that believe. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. But let me ask you a question. If you never lay your hands on the sick, taking authority over sickness and taking authority over the devil and saying, be well in Jesus' name. How are you ever gonna see somebody recover and how's anybody ever gonna be amazed? If you just say, I'll pray for you and walk away, how are people gonna be amazed? But if you lay your hands on someone and say, in Jesus' name, I command you infection to die. I command this fever to go down. I command the root of this illness to cease and desist. And I speak wholeness to you in Jesus' name, be healed. When we do that, we're gonna see people healed. We may not see everybody healed. We don't understand why some people experience a healing instantaneously, others later. Sometimes some seemingly don't get healed until they meet them face to face. We can't answer that question, but one thing I do know, don't let what you don't understand keep you from doing what you do understand. And what you do understand is that Jesus has commanded us to go out in his name, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and take authority over evil spirits in Jesus' name. So I want to encourage you, beloved, be bold like Jesus is bold. And I want to say this, it's also interesting to me that this demon that Jesus cast out, it was in the synagogue here in Capernaum. 
It wasn't in some far off corner of the earth where some heathen people were worshiping the devil. This was in a Jewish synagogue that a demon was cast out. This was from a seemingly religious person. And the point is, beloved, that even those of us that are striving to walk with God, we still have a fight against the devil. Paul said, our fight in Ephesians chapter six is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and forces of spiritual darkness and wickedness. When Paul said, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against forces of spiritual wickedness, who was he talking to when he said our fight? He was talking to fellow believers like himself. And what does Peter say? Be strong, your adversary, Peter said. Your adversary, he said. The devil roams about like a lion looking for someone to devour. So we have an enemy in this world. We need to learn to stand up to him ourselves, to recognize his reality, to see his activity in our life, to learn how to resist him, and to learn and recognize, beloved, that there are people that you know and love, that love Jesus, and they're struggling with a demonic power, and you have the authority to release them from that. Let me ask you this question. If you know somebody, someone that you love, that's obsessing all the time about some fear, where's that thought of obsession or compulsion coming from? Is it just coming from some type of natural phenomenon? No, it's coming from a tormenting spirit. And these tormenting spirits, beloved, that we and our loved ones face, they don't just leave because we hope they'll leave. They don't just leave because we wish they'll leave. They leave when we stand up to them and take authority over them and command them to leave. Demons aren't gentle. They don't respond to niceness. They respond to authority and they respond to power. And you and I have been blessed with the authority and the power of Jesus. Jesus said, I have been given all authority and he's given us his name to operate in that authority. And so once again, the demons, beloved, that you may be struggling with, whether it's a demon of fear, a demon of worry, a demon of doubt, a demon of passivity, a demon of a low self-image, causing you to see yourself continually in a different light than the light that God sees you, a demon of scarcity. Some people are always focusing on the fear of what they may lose rather than focusing on the abundant God that wants to bless them. They're operating from a scarcity mentality. These things, beloved, from the thought realm, and I want you to hear me very strongly now. Thoughts are things. So sometimes when we think of a demon, we think of some archaic thing. We have a hard time relating to it. But I want you to know that demons manifest themselves, get this now, through the realm of thought. They're called the powers of the air. So demons predominantly manifest through the realm of thought. For example, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament, we find that Saul was tormented by a demon. In the Old Testament, we find that David himself was deceived. He had a thought. King David, David Melech, the king of Israel, this godly man had a thought. And the thought that he had was that he should take a census, that he should number all of Israel. Now, the scripture doesn't tell us what the motivation of his heart was, but my guess it was it had something to do with pride. He wanted to see how big his army was. This thought entered into his mind to take a census. Now think about this. He didn't realize that the thought to take a census was coming from Satan. But the Bible specifically tells us in Chronicles that Satan, the same Satan that Jesus cast out from the one who is in the synagogue here where I'm standing in Capernaum, the same Satan we read about in the book of Revelation, that David, the Bible says, 
was deceived by Satan to number Israel, but when David was deceived, he didn't realize that the thought to number Israel was coming from Satan. He thought it was his own thought. And so demons disguise themselves, listen to now, beloved, in the realm of our natural thought life. We need to watch what we're thinking. If we're thinking thoughts of worry, thinking thoughts of fear, thinking thoughts of lust, thinking thoughts of betrayal, thinking thoughts of distrust, and all the other negativities, listen to what I said, thoughts are things. Hear me, thoughts are things. Thoughts don't come from nowhere. Thoughts aren't the result of a test tube. Thoughts aren't the result of a chemical. Thoughts are from the spirit. Listen to me, thoughts are things, thoughts are spirit. And so what we need to do is we need to recognize what are the thoughts that are going through our mind and take authority over the thoughts that are not lined up with who God is, with what his word says, with who the word says he is, that he loves you and me, that he's tender towards us, that we're beautiful to him, that we're created in his own image, that he's got a purpose and a destiny, that Jesus came to give us life and he came to give it abundantly, that we're more than conquerors through him that loved us, that he that gave us his only son will also with him freely give us all things, that he has given us a future and a destiny and a hope that life is gonna get better and better for his beloved, that even though the outer man is decaying, the inner man is being renewed day by day, that the outer man may be aging, but the inner man is becoming younger and younger. If the thoughts that you're thinking don't line up with God's word, that means you need to stand up to the wrong thoughts, recognize where they're coming from, reject those thoughts and replace them with God's word. God said, seize my word and don't let anything else in. So even as Jesus, beloved ones, cast out the demon from that religious person that was sitting in the synagogue in Capernaum, I want you to hear me. You and I today are still in a struggle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, Paul said, but against principalities and powers of spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Peter told us to resist the devil and he will flee from us. We're in a fight, beloved, and Father has ordained that we're in this fight because as we exercise the muscle of faith, we get stronger. Just as physical muscles, listen to me, get stronger through resistance, so too our spiritual muscle gets stronger from resisting the devil. So our fight is actually a good thing, and Father has designed it that as we engage in warfare, as we fight, as we learn how to resist the devil, take authority over the lies of Satan by his word, what's gonna happen is we're gonna get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, as I close today, I just wanna say, I feel God's compassion for everybody that's here today. I just feel the compassion of the Father and the compassion of Jesus for all of you today. He wants us to know that he loves us, that we're his sons and daughters. The Bible says, behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the children of God, and thus we are. Beloved, He loves you. He's destined you and I to be overcomers. Greater is He that's in us than he that's in the world. All we have to do is pick up our faith, pick up the Word, pick up the sword, beloved ones, and fight.
You're listening to a message from Rabbi Schneider that was recorded in the Holy Land titled Overcoming Darkness. And this is Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And if you'd like to listen to this message again, or if you'd like to share it with a friend, then let me invite you to subscribe to our daily podcast. These daily messages are available 24-7. They're on your favorite podcasting platform, so be sure to click the subscribe button today. And if you'd like to see the places that Rabbi talked about, be sure to catch this program on our YouTube channel. Just search for Discovering the Jewish Jesus and you'll see our programs there. Or you can learn more about this ministry by visiting us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're on our website, make sure to check out our latest resources and free study guides. And you can also discover all the ways to join with us this year in support whether it's through your prayers or financial gifts. To talk a little bit more about that, here is Rabbi. God bless you, beloved one. You know what? I never decided that I was going to be a pastor or a messianic rabbi. My ministry is simply an overflow of my own walk with God. In fact, when I did decide to pursue biblical education, the biggest thing that I was desiring was to get a hold of God for myself. And what happened is the Lord raised me up because my overflow has become the ministry to you. In other words, my ministry is an overflow of my own walk with God. But now that the Lord has raised me up to preach the gospel all over the world, I need your financial help because without you, beloved ones, I can't do it. I want you to know when you sow into this ministry, become a partner with us, you're gonna have a reward for all the souls that are being changed through this ministry. So if the Holy Spirit's leading you, I just encourage you, be obedient immediately, and you're gonna be blessed for it when Jesus returns. Thank you and shalom. You can automate your monthly giving right now online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or give a gift of any amount today by calling us at 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. It's because of your faithful giving that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is broadcasting in almost every country around the world, including Israel. And as a token of our appreciation for your generosity, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download. And then for our new monthly partners, we have an additional token of appreciation, an authentic handcrafted shofar made in Israel. And you know, at the very core of everything we do and that we'll continue to do is Rabbi's commitment to teach biblical truth. And this unique series on the Holy Land is evidence of that. Rabbi gives us insights into the Old Testament that bring clarity to God's word, which help us understand that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We have been blessed with the authority over the powers of darkness. And if you wanna share your story of overcoming the darkness, then we would love to hear from you. Write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228 or connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And now to wrap up today's program recorded on location from the Holy Land with a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. 
receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yahweh, Vayishmarecha. Yair Yahweh, Panavelecha. Vihunecha. Isa Yahweh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you, and shalom. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains what Jesus meant by his statement on this rock. It'll be eye-opening, so be listening Thursday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.